You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as hosts Phil Ramsey and Blake Shankel dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle, and along with me is Mr. Phil Ramsey. Hello, Philip. How you doing? I'm good. You doing excellent. Try to drag that. Can out I can a I apologize bit? before we start for for the folks that are viewing via TV and <laughs> intranet? I was kind of going back and. Uh, looking at some, you know, episodes, recent episodes, and I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I own more than one shirt. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I, it was a couple of weeks ago. I, oh, we got sound effects. That's probably the wrong you, one. I wish yeah. I labeled one. Uh, yeah, I look back. And I said, "Goodness, I've wore that shirt." You know, so I do have like uh, my favorite shirts. I got five or six shirts I wear all the time. You know, just because I want to be comfortable. And, you know, black does hide <laughs> areas, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, goodness, I wear that shirt every week. So I do. Dark have, colors. Yeah, I do have more than one shirt. I have five. <laughs> I just happen to wear this one on every day. I'll tr- I try to wear something different. I'll try to remind next you. Next time. Yeah. Well, yeah. this week. I like to be comfortable. Do you? Comfortable. Yeah. I just do. We look comfortable. When I, when I, you know, I'm leaving to go to work. My wife says, "You're you're not going to wear that, are you?" I says, "Yes, I am. If I don't have an appointment that day where I'm dealing with people, I'm at the computer all day. I just want to be comfortable." I don't blame you. And uh, she's like, "You don't. You're not going to wear that." I say, "Yes, I am. I mean, yeah, I look like crap, but boy, I feel great. <laughs> That's all that matters, too, right?" Yeah. Well, glad you're comfortable today. I am. I I'm feel comfortable as well. Blue jeans. T-shirt. You have a lighter shirt. I do. So I try to. That yeah. means you're not overweight. Is that is that the deal? I hope not. But you know, yeah. I try to stay. Do you know, yeah, I try not to gorge myself and yeah. and feast in gluttony. I have other yeah. sins I have to deal with. Yeah. Eating's not one of them. I would love to eat though. I love it. You I, like if food? I if I I, I I would love to eat food. I just know what it does to my body. So yeah. I have to refrain from from eating a lot of things because I don't have a high metabolism as I get older, as most people would probably yeah. attest to, you know. But I've noticed, I don't know what the deal is, but people normally, like, I can eat a lot or I can eat a little, but I, I always kind of stay in that same, you know, five to seven, Yeah. no matter what I do. Sure. And that's just kind of where my body's at. So yeah. I can say, if those who are listening by radio, I weigh 157 pounds, and I might vary four or five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but from the TV audience, yeah. they can't. Yeah. But the TV does it add. It does okay. add. Okay, good. So Even these I, HD, high def. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, uh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've talked about ourselves enough, yeah. let's talk about, about Christ. <laughs> Enough about me. Let's talk about you. That's what right. do you think of me? <laughs> That's my, one of my daddy's favorite lines. But anyway. Yeah, your dad's comedian just like you. Yes. Let's see. What do I got? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I don't know. We, don't, we got a bank of sound we effects. Oh, that's not good. That was the one I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Comedy hour's over with. Let's get going. Romans 14. Christian Liberty. Hmm. Well, 
We are in 14 again, and we find ourselves back here again today talking about the Christian liberty, and we last left off in verse 14, and just kind of get us back to where we're at. Remember, where the basic idea is, is the basic truth of freedom that we have in Christ. That's what we have. We've been set free. And uh, as and we would call this this section Christian liberty, adiaphora, gray matters, whatever you want to call it. It's that we are free from the outward requirements of the Old Testament and uh, ceremony and or anything of that matter. Ceremonial laws, uh, the civil laws, really that that applied. The uh, uh, and we're free to enjoy all of God's good gifts, no matter what taboos we have lived under in a former time. So we are never free to sin, though. Talked about that. We're free to enjoy all those things which and in and of themselves are not sinful. So food in itself is not sinful. Drink in and of itself is not sinful. Recreation is not sinful. Entertainment is not sinful in itself. Exercising on Sunday in and of itself, which you and I do a lot of, no, just kidding. It's not sinful. We don't have to worry about breaking that one, right? Yeah, but among a myriad of other things, right? And we're just talking about these things. Is how do we deal with these things in the church, right? When we come to these gray areas um, that are matters of of uh, conscience, rather the Bible doesn't speak to or from for those things. And so, uh, how do we deal with those? Those that are have a uh, a conscience that is uh, that uh, bears against those things. Says I do not want to do those. I feel like that sin. I sin against my conscience. I sin against God. And how do and those that understand their freedom in Christ. We call them weaker brothers, stronger brothers, and that's what Paul's doing here. And so that's what we've been um, uh, dealing with in this chapter 14. And last week we talked about, just brought up a couple, we kind of just broke the the verse down. Verse 13, we had um, started, it says, Therefore let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's way. We discussed that. That doesn't mean falling out of salvation, but it's causing a brother to violate Mm. his conscience or sin or grieve. And we talked about this, is how we're to remove the obstacles and stumbling blocks in in our uh, weaker brother's presence. And then he says in verse 14, I know and am convinced, as being Paul in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But to him who thinks anything to be unclean to him, it is unclean. And we talked about that, uh, and we're going to develop this thought a little bit more is that we need to let our love for Christ and His church restrain our Christian liberty. We should we should remember that is is the love for Christ and the love for His bride, which we call the church, is that's way more important than us flaunting or even partaking in our Christian liberty. Wouldn't you say, Phil? I would. You said that very well. Thank you. Did you have anything to add last week? Uh, no. From last week when we were talking about unclean and clean? and Mm-mm. Well, I was going to start off. Look here in verse 14. He keeps saying, he says this, um, verse 15, For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love, do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. I was reading MacArthur's commentary on this, and he says this about this passage, really actually about 14. He says, I don't believe Paul is teaching that sin is subjective, that it's only what you think it is. He says sin is explicitly defined in Scripture. We would agree with that. Sin, sin The Bible deals with sin and explicit, and we understand what sin is. But Paul's not talking about those things that are inherently sinful. If a person believes it is sin to do something that isn't inherently sinful, yet does it, he will have a guilty conscience. And that's what we want to keep away from with our weaker brothers. MacArthur goes on to say, he says, I overheard someone say, I never miss a morning without having a personal devotion in the Word of God. Another individual replied, you need to stop doing that so you can prove you're not a legalist. Skip a few days. 
And if I remember correctly, the person took that advice and suffered tremendously from a guilty conscience. Is it a sin not to have your morning devotion? Surely it isn't addressed in such a, in the Bible, but if your conscience tells you it is wrong not to have it and you don't have it, then you'll suffer with that guilty conscience. The Lord wants a clean conscience. So you should never train yourself to violate or ignore your conscience. That would be training yourself to ignore the instrument through which the Spirit of God subjectively leads us. Desire to have a conscience void of offense toward God, Acts 24, 16. When a stronger brother tempts that weaker brother to violate his or her conscience, the weaker brother will have a painful, bitter sorrow in his heart. Instead of helping him grow in the spiritual life, the stronger brother has caused him to be even more afraid of his liberty. Anything to add there, Phil? MacArthur said it pretty good, didn't yeah. he? So Paul now explains what happens when you put your Christian liberty over your brother in his walk in Christ or your sister in his walk, his or her walk in Christ. Paul says, for if because of food your brother is hurt, you no longer walk in accordance to love. And, and what Paul is saying is, is that if your Christian liberty, in this case your liberty to eat any food because you know it is clean, Paul says, I know it's clean, it's causing that brother who is weaker in faith to stumble and violate his conscience, then you're hurting that brother. You're causing harm to him. And if your actions, although they may be right, hurt that younger brother, and Paul later says in this verse, destroys him, then you are no longer walking in accordance with love, is what the Scripture says. So let's, let's play this out. Let's go back 2,000 years. All right. I am the, I, in this role, role play here, I'll be the stronger brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the... Uh, uh, I'm the stronger brother. You're the Jew, right? So yeah. we're hanging out. We're on a uh, first street of Jerusalem there, down there, hanging out. Yeah. Got a friend down there who's not a believer. Hmm. So uh, we go down there and eat, and we're about to eat in the kitchen. You know, you hear him getting the food ready. He brings it out. He did make mention, though, that he did. This was an animal that was sacrificed that we're about to eat mm-hmm. in some pagan worship. And so you as the weaker brother are like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We cannot eat that. Now, I know ultimately that we can eat anything we want to do. But for your sake, what I'm going to do is probably offend the guy that cooked it for your sake. Now, this and because you, you at this point do not know that all things are, that we can eat all things. So your conscience goes against that. So what, what I'm saying is, in that, in that, I would probably offend him by not eating that. But maybe when he sees what I'm doing, he can see the love that I have for you. You see, what I'm saying, yeah, you restraining your Christian yeah. liberty because you have full right to do that. Yeah, because it's there's it's unclean, right? But yet you're trying. You don't want to violate my conscience because you understand where I'm coming from. You don't want me to cause me to sin or, like Paul says, destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, like, like you just said earlier, you're con- there's some things, there's a lot of things the Bible doesn't talk about when it comes to, you know, we know what sin is, but there, there's things that just doesn't, it's just not written out. And so, and I don't know if you've been there, I know I've been there, that, that, I, that I was faced with something, and I'm like, this, you know, I just don't know about this. Guess what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so if, if your conscience is telling you not to do it, then it's just best to leave it alone. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to violate your conscience. Your conscience is that internal smoke alarm 
which is is blaring right, and it's pretty good at telling us what's wrong and what's right. We it's a and then and then what you do is is how we back it up our our conscience. The more we grow in Christ, is more informed by the Bible. Mm-hmm. Our conscience more informed. The more informed we are, the more we understand those freedoms in Christ. Right. And that's just not where the weaker brother is. But you're right, though, is that we don't want to violate that conscience because that's that internal fire alarm that God has given us to wake us up into what might be guilty of sinning against Him. Yeah. And and then Paul says, Paul's saying is, is don't hurt him. Don't destroy him. But you say, well, how does that hurt him? One thing it might do is it might grieve him. If you if we saw the stronger brother in faith do something that he felt was wrong, if I saw you do something that was wrong and was strongly convinced that it was wrong, then I might be grieved if I'm the weaker brother, Phil. But not only that, but the weaker brother may see that the stronger brother doing that, and he may feel that he actually has to do the same thing to live up to that. And he would be violating his conscience, and here's what he'd have to do. He would have to live with the remorse and with the guilt of that conscience that he has violated, forfeiting a peace of mind, his joy, his witness, and possibly his assurance of salvation. That's how we can hurt our brothers. We need to be thinking of that. Yeah. You just think about that that younger, younger, weaker brother would maybe go with the flow. Yeah. You know, think about that. That's Even a good point. I, I'm thinking about yeah. young I well, it applies to anybody, but especially those in this world, you have these young Christians who who are in situations around a lot of people, but but they will go with the flow of what everybody's doing, even though they're some of the stuff could be right out sin, but yep. some of it may not be. But yet their consciences, yep. and so they will go with, with the flow and feel guilty. guilty. I've done. Man, I, yeah. I, I'm just getting flashbacks. You know, my life of, of where that's happened. Yeah, I look. I remember when I was little. Now this is a lost person, right? Mm-hmm. Now I was lost, but and maybe I shouldn't even bring this up. <laughs> All right. Is this your conscience? Are you guilty? Don't sear it. Well, I don't. Uh, now this ain't. This don't really apply to it. So I guess I'm gonna leave it. Alone. Okay, we'll come back to it. Let's talk about it off air, and we'll come back to it about that. But well, well, what happens is the more you the more you violate your conscience, the more it gets seared, yeah. and the more you don't listen to it. And that's not where you want to be. And, yeah, and I was thinking true. about that today. I was like. Have I violated my conscience so much that in some areas of sin that I've I've seared it that much that I don't see it as sin anymore? I, that may be something of reflection yeah. there. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing today. There's some things I've done in the past that, you know, I, I would, I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I, I'm like, but I would find ways to say, well, you know, it's mm-hmm. really not yep. wrong. I find and, myself doing that a lot. Yeah, and and I'm I'm really talking myself into That's it. That's correct. And when when my gut you know, my conscience is saying, you know, that's probably, you really need to think about, it. you know, you really need to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Even though it's not sin, you know, it's you're, it's not going well with you. So Absolutely. it's probably best leave it alone. Yeah. Reckon? That's it. I think so. Your conscience is is a, is God-given. So I need to be careful of that. Paul Paul goes on. He just says, no longer walking in accordance with love when you do this. I mean, that, that hurts. And what he's saying is, even though you have the freedom in Christ to do this, you have hurt your weaker brother, and you might as well been doing it. This is what I get out of it. You might have as well been doing it out of hate, out of selfishness, because it certainly wasn't out of love was what Paul's saying. Paul, in essence, is urging the stronger brother as well as the church to let our love for Christ and his church restrain our liberty. We need to have the bigger picture in view. We need to have our love of Christ. By the way, the Greek word for love here is agape. So this is agape love here. This is that unconditional, sacrificial love that, that God showed us. 
Mm-hmm. And that's just the same thing we need to show to our weaker brothers. We need to act in love and agape love toward Christ's bride. And we need that kind of love of Christ that chooses to act in a self-sacrificial way that serves rather than that serves rather than boasting in our Christian liberty and causes our brother and sister to stumble and fall. Yeah. So Paul's warning it's vital. Let's remember our love for Christ and his bride and let's restrain our liberty so that we don't cause such other others to hurt. And he goes on, verse 15, the, the, the second part of it is, this is my third point, don't destroy your brothers and sisters in Christ. Here's what he says. He says, do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Paul, he, hmm. he, he's just, yeah, he, he's stern here, Phil. He's, here's one of those do not phrases. He he's goes through do not, do not, do not. And this is, man, he is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phrase that's in the negative with a present imperative, ultimately saying, Stop destroying your brother. Uh, that, and ultimately what that means is, is that some people in Rome were doing this, yeah. and they were to stop immediately. And, and Paul's saying by choosing your liberty, by being selfish in this case, flaunting a pork chop in the face of a newly converted Jew or eating meat, like you said earlier, offered to idols in front of a newly converted pagan who just come out of the idolatrous system, over loving your brother, you're destroying that brother and sister in Christ. That being... The one whom Christ died, yeah. meaning, meaning these are brothers and sisters in Christ who died. He died for you and I. He died for that weaker brother as well. And I looked up that. I don't know if you got it, but I looked up that Greek word for destroy. Did you get that? You see that? Apollyum. Yeah. What verse was that? I mean, uh, verse fifteen. Uh, let's pull up my. Uh, uh, Why you look destroy. that up? Why you look at that up? I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna read this. This this verse is almost verbatim of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians eight eleven. He says this: For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined. The brother of whose sake Christ died. Mm-hmm. Basically, the same thing that he said here, and he's dealing with the same thing back in Romans chapter. I mean, in First Corinthians nine of Christian liberty. Did you find that word? Yeah, it's a apollium minions. That's okay. What does it mean? What is it? You had the intended purpose well, for. Uh, implies uh, destruction to die with the implication of ruin and destruction. Yeah, that's what I to be lost by experience a miserable end. This is not salvation Mm-mm. at all, Mm-mm. but this is this is destruction. Yeah, yeah. So by this, by 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 violating his conscience, causing him to be guilty of that, what you're doing, you could ruin your brother. Your phone just went off. Uh, in this case, some were being destroyed. Your brothers and sisters in Christ. Now that. That is something, you think about it, that is something humbling and that's something that should be feared, yeah. right? If we're destroying it, those in Christ, that's a serious consequence of our actions. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, that if one member suffers, all the members suffer, Suffer, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of some situation yeah. what that would look like today in our churches today. Can you think of any off the top of your head? I mean, you could do it with alcohol. Yeah. You ruin a brother with alcohol. If you cause him to stumble with alcohol... Let's just say he comes out of an alcoholic system, right? He's he's trying to defeat that, and you're over here throwing one back, causing him, man. You know, hey, man, just take one. You're good, man. It's freedom in Christ, you know. But he understands his past, and you're you're he violates that conscience. What happens? You could ruin him. You could destroy him. What happens, man? He sinks back into an alcoholic binge or something, and now he's done ruined his testimony. Yeah. Maybe he goes and he sins against his wife or something. You know, he's violating that conscience. That ultimately could ultimate that could ruin him, and you. 
you've got some blood on your hand at that point. It's, he's yeah. he's responsible for sin, but that's what Paul's saying is is don't cause him to to violate that because you could destroy him. That's a strong word that really should take heed. We should take heed in that. Yeah, being a, years years ago, I'm a photographer, and years ago I was doing a wedding, and there was hundreds and hundreds of people at the mm-hmm. reception, big wedding. And there was a the guy that was that did the ceremony was a was a pastor of a, a denomination, and uh, was exercising his Christian liberty, which which he did, which he was walking around with a with a tall boy, a tall Bud Light. Now the thing is, there were hundreds and hundreds of people there, in, including a lot of children who ranged in ages, teenagers. And I did notice that night that those teenagers were drinking, drinking also. They Mm -hmm. were, you know, 15, 16 years old. I did notice that they did, some of them, go to this guy's church. And I'm like, that wasn't very wise for him to do that, you know. So, and who knows, who's know what that could could lead to, you know. Even though he could do it, it just wasn't good to do it for the sake of that and also for – People who are watching who could, you know, bring it up, maybe yeah. against them in a way. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I think one thing, too, is is, is our words. Um, Maybe saying a cuss word or two in front of a, a weaker brother. Watch out. I, <laughs> I got one word I struggle with. <laughs> but but do you get what I'm saying, though? Could that could that cause a, a, a weaker brother to stumble and maybe look at that as. Wow, you know, change. You know, we got we very need to be very careful because I had a I had a, my guy tell me one time and it it was probably it was it was it was hard it, it poked me in the eye and he said you want to ruin your testimony he says use cuss words and and since then there was an older man he said and since then I, I'm serious it 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 yeah. I just I was like I can't do it no more you know yeah and I've and I've tried to do my best to try to. You know, with the power of the Holy Spirit to get rid of that, because I, I don't want to lose that testimony. Yeah, I know that's a little heartful on you there, Phil. But <laughs> I, trust me, it's in I, the heart too. Sometimes so know, I'm struggling cussing, to get it out of the heart. You know, cussing, cussing. We have to define cussing. You know, <laughs> but I remember years ago when I just got saved, I was at a work day at a church, and there was a lot of older gentlemen who were just love God, but but they cussed all the time. It was just what they did. Now. Yeah. Is that right or wrong? I well, don't know. To a, but but to a weaker brother, it to might, me, I'm like, what? That, what he? What you, he do that for? But you think of someone coming in, weaker brother might struggle with that. Here, yeah, here's just a few. Here's just a few things. When you're thinking about things, is it sin? Is it not sin? Should a you just don't know? Here, here's here's a few. I'm not going to read all. I'm just a few. <clears throat> the world test. Okay, is it worldly? Will it make me worldly to do it? Mm-hmm. Say okay. And there's John fifteen, John two. The quality test is it good for me physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Romans twelve nine. The temple test can I can I do it when I remember my body is God's temple and must not be marred or misused? That's a big one. It really is. That that's a big one. Yeah, we need I to, mean, we need to come back to that one that when we huge. get into the alcohol and the drug use. And yeah, smoking. overeating, gluttony, alcohol, smoking, drug. Yeah. So the glory test: Will it glorify my Lord, or will it, on the other hand, possibly bring shame to His name? First uh, Corinthians six twenty. The blessing test: Can I honestly ask God's blessing on it and be sure I'll not regret doing it? 
think about it. Oh, that's pretty. I, I'm getting flashbacks there. All right, the reputation test. Is it is it apt to damage my testimony yep. for the Lord? That's yep. a huge one. Yep. Philippians 2.15, the consideration test. Am I being considerate of others and the effect this might have on them? Maybe one or two more. The appearance test. Will it look bad? Does it have the appearance of what is wrong or suspicious? We're going to get into that in our next verse here. Yeah. So that, 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 those hold, are some things to yeah. think about. Well, hold on to that thought. So that, that's for what verse 16 actually is talking about, that testimony. We've got just a few minutes left, but real, let me finish this up. Okay. There, there, if you have the King James Version, I think it says damnation. I think that's a poor translation mm-hmm. there because feel like you talked about earlier, that's not losing your salvation. That I, I think, to me, that's a poor translation. Yeah. We're not talking about damnation into hell. So the practical application is that we should be very sensitive about not doing anything that might cause a weaker brother to violate their conscience. If we have sinned in this way, we should do all that we can do to get him back on track with the Lord. Love, here's the thing, love does not insist on its rights if doing so would damage a weaker brother's walk with the God. Right. We don't insist upon those rights because our love for that brother is way more important. We want to walk in accordance with love. First Corinthians 10, 23 and 24. All things are permitted, but not all things are of benefit. Mm-hmm. All things are permitted, but not all things build people up. Love over liberty. That's love it. Over- That's a good, good. And, and these truths are summed up in Galatians 5, 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free. Amen. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul's talking about. Man, that's huge. And then he moves on. Look here, verse 16. We just talked about it. Phil talking about a testimony. Uh, this is my fourth point. Don't destroy your testimony, is what Paul's saying. Look, 16. Therefore, do not let what is for you um, a good thing be spoken of as evil. That Don't destroy your testimony, in other words. It's possible to abuse our liberty so much among ourselves that we create such a conflict between the weak and the stronger brother that the world in general is turned off to Christianity because of the the arguments that we have. Mm. Isn't it? We've mm. seen that. Mm. We've, we've had churches split over the color of the carpet. We've had churches split over the types of music that we sing. What is that saying to the world? Yeah. The, the good thing here Paul refers to is Christian liberty. He, he, he says, don't abuse your Christian liberty that the good that you thought you were intending by doing is actually spoken of as evil around, your, around the world or around you, the world around you. Uh, be, he says, be spoken of as evil is actually one word in the Greek, and it's blasphemio. We hear our word what? Blaspheme. It, it means to slander what is good by equating it with evil, and that's what the world would be doing is, is slandering what's good by equating what's evil. They're seeing as it as evil mm. by what we're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you're fighting so hard for your rights over a non-essential matter that others are beginning to speak of it as evil, that's what we don't want to do. Is it ruining our testimony? Don't destroy your testimonies, but what Paul's saying. Don't do that. Your liberty's not worth that. The love of your brother is way more important. The strong is to give up his rights in these areas of non-essentials, as well as the weak, too, should give up his condemnation of the the, weak, the stronger brother, right? We talked about that earlier um, in, in earlier episodes. We should be able to use our liberty but never abuse it or even place it as an obstacle or stumbling block to a weaker brother in faith. Charles Spurgeon tells a story, and I'll end it with this. I told you this earlier. He tells a story where he he used to smoke fine cigars. Spurgeon was known for smoking fine cigars. He's a pretty good preacher. He, he was a great preacher, prince of preachers, right? And actually said that he could smoke to the glory of God. 
This thought all changed when he walked by a tobacco shop one day and saw a sign with this advertisement. It, quote, try the cigars that Spurgeon smokes, mm. unquote. He realized then that his behavior could be a stumbling block or an obstacle or cause distress or worse, even destroy a believer. So he limited his liberty out of love. Yeah. I think that's what we need to remind ourselves of today is we need to understand that what we do affects people. Yeah, and as a as a a man, as a husband, as a business owner, uh, my reputation it means a lot to me. And I try. I, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like I'm never alone with a female ever. Mm-mm. My business is 99% females. So if I have an appointment that day and it happens to be a female, I will not do it uh, by myself unless there's another, you know, another person present because I don't want to give anybody anything to say. Even though it's it's fine to do that or just whatever, I'm going to refrain from that and not give anybody any reason to say anything. Correct. Guard that testimony yeah. at all costs. Anyway, all costs. anyway, end us up, Blake. Yeah, we want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of Life Song Radio. As always, check us out on the Christian Podcast Community. You can download that app on your favorite, um, your app place, wherever you go to get your app place. You can also join us on lifesongradio.com. Check us out there. You can go to Facebook page and check us out, Life Song Radio, YouTube page, Life Song Radio, whatever. Keep up with us. We just thank you again for joining us for another episode of Life Song Radio. We hope to see you next week as we're continuing our study in the great book of Romans. We'll see you next week.